Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seydal. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I'm so excited because this is the second episode. It's a piggyback of the first episode and I have my beautiful co-author with me, Dr. Elaine O'Brien. And this is, if you haven't heard the first episode, I would say go back and listen to that one first, but we're going to talk all about the power of play. It's all about optimizing your joy potential. And the reason we're doing this special bonus um, discussion is because our book is available today. <laughs> we're so excited. Now, we gave birth to this book and we're so excited because it took a little over nine months, <laughs> but we worked really hard and we both know and we safeguard our mental health and well-being through the power of play. And we wanted to share that with the world and also pulling on all the research, right? All the greats, um, all the amazing researchers and positive psychology and, and also the science of human flourishing and how all their research kind of confirmed in addition to our own research, um, the power of play and how it can really, really help us on so many levels. So today uh, we're piggybacking on the introduction of the power of play and how it can enhance and safeguard our well-being and our mental health. But today we're going to talk a little bit about the potential barriers to play. But first, welcome Elaine. Yay. Great to be here uh, with you, Andrea, and thank you. Hi, everybody. I was thinking we should have changed our shirts so it looked like it was a new day, but it's the same day. <laughs> Whatever you like, it's as long as we're having fun. That's, that's thing. right. It's fun, fun to do costume changes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's in the book. <laughs> it is. You know One thing too that I, I want to um, mention. I know we're going to talk about the barriers, but about the strengths, like that you had mentioned just now about positive psychology, right? That we're looking at theories of flow and self-determination that we've already mentioned and the strengths and then about multiple intelligence that we can tap into so that we can really overcome those barriers to play. So did you want to talk about those? I think it's fascinating um, how yes. brain just uh, how, again, we, we touched on how as we get older, we stop playing many times, right? We, we lose that sense of zestiness and and um dr george valiant talks about that and so does caroline miller in creating your best life about you know these barriers that we have because again mindset mm -hmm. yes and that's what we talk a lot in our book is learning the secret of creating a play mindset that can spark more meaning and loving connections because that's what play does right it helps us with mastery and it helps us with, you know, creating new cognitive, like cognitive pathways. It helps us to laugh. It helps us on so many levels. And oh my gosh, there's a whole section in the book about the power of laughter and what it does for our immune system, what it does for our health and everything. And, and also humor is one of
one of the character strengths. And when we play, we're tapping into our strengths and uh, we're creating all these new neurological pathways. So we want to really look into, like you said, we want to look into, hmm, I'm wondering what might be getting in the way of my ability to play. I wonder what's getting in the way of my joy potential. And and I, we wanted to include this into in our book because let's face it, we could make a case for the power of play. But if there's things kind of getting in the way of your play, I don't know about you, maybe you think I don't have enough time to play or I'm too old or that costs too much or whatever those excuses are, they do end up kind of getting in the way of the potential that we have for joy. Absolutely. And I love that when we uh, mention the obstacles, we kind of counter them. So I know, as you mentioned, you know, might cost money, but then we give ideas about free activities that you could do in your community or around your home with your family or um, with other adults. So it's just like really, um, to me, helpful to see the objections to them and then to see how you might consider opening your mind and heart um, to more ways to play. So true. And also identifying and kind of looking at those negative scripts or what might be coming up can really help us with our willingness to play and, and, and allow us to safeguard our mental health through play. Right. And so self-awareness is that key piece that we talk about a lot in the book. And, um, and then also making sure that we can see how possibly we can remove those obstacles. Right. Because we, who doesn't want more joy, play, and fun in their life? <laughs> you know, it's true. And as we said in the last episode, that even when you're going through a hard time, you can experience happiness and joy. And our, our father of positive psychology, Dr. Martin Seligman, we have a beautiful quote about that in the book, along with like so many other inspiring quotes, um, including my, you might want to be a puppy. <laughs> so... So true. <laughs> but yeah, and I love the areas about, um, you know, the accessibility, right? That we make play accessible all along with aspirational, right? There are things you can do uh, really locally um, and, and personally, or you can take it bigger, um, do it with community or, you know, get friends together like your son's Monopoly games. Brilliant. It's just so um, life-giving. So true. I think so. The first one of the first things we talk about a little bit is that because life can become very serious and we can get, you know, pulled into our schedules, pulled into our to do list, that um, one of the most important things we can do is create a mindset um, about play, right? And, and move from a, from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset about play. And so we did talk a lot about, um, Carol Dweck's work on mindset and the difference, like a fixed mindset around play might look like, I don't know how to play. So there's no point in trying, or, you know, I need money in order to play, right? I have to pay for go-karting or pay for a trip or, you know, and so this idea is really challenging those kind of fixed mindset or these beliefs that, um, that, that, that this is sort of fixed and that there's nothing you can do about it anyway. And moving to a place of curiosity and a growth mindset, which means that you believe that, you know, through developing, you know, and tapping into growth and thinking and, and options and possibilities that you might say things like, hmm, I've never played that before, but I'll give it a try. Like that's kind of more like a growth mindset or like, I wonder what are other ways that I can play and being open to the idea of play. It kind of really does help us tap into our joy potential. Yes, uh, that's so well said. That was beautiful, Andrea. 
And also, I, I think that it helps you in other areas of your life, right? Because you have that confidence that Louisa Jewell talks about in her beautiful book. I think that um, about overcoming self-doubt, you get, you, again, you mentioned the word mastery, right? You get better at something as you put more time and um, talent and effort into it. So, you know, it kind of overlaps, again, in beautiful ways, right? If you feel like you get a mood boost from playing. Again, as I said, people want to hang out with you. Maybe your your kids want to spend more time with you or your, you know, just your partners, you know, more willing to try new things that are, you know, really fun. And I, I think that we also, one thing about barriers, I think that we talk about too is bad sports. That, you know, they're like, maybe you had an, a bad experience, like as a younger person around sports or bullying or, you know, like maybe a coach who's really tougher, but you know, that we're advocating for good sports where we don't harm ourselves or other people. And we do good through um, our activities and our spontaneous activities, all of which are like, so really, really um, just fun and and. I think that matters too. Again, you know, what our experience to have what you said, you know, the mindful awareness, that um, inner knowledge, it, it really is easy to tap into. It can make a big change in how you perceive joy and, and the, the need for more fun in your life. So true. And which reminds me about that one client I was telling you about. Um, she was saying that I was taught at a very young age that kids are meant to be seen, not heard. And so she learned like from a really young age, like not to play, <laughs> not to make noise. And so um, working with that and just that awareness, right, is just the first, the start. And just recognizing, hmm, wonder what might be standing in my way. Like what kills or sabotages my joy or, you know, what's getting in the way of my fun or um, what are some old scripts from my childhood that might be preventing me to, from playing and, and we do talk a lot about this in the book and help people kind of through self-awareness and self-discovery of you know like what types of play are possible for them and how it's very individual like that's why our book has so many spontaneous activities because what resonates with one person may not resonate with another and there's just meant to be so much inspiration for play for you well you read this book and but first kind of looking in it's like okay is like like if there was nothing getting in the way of my joy potential what would I do you know it's almost like shifting the mindset a little bit and, and moving to a place of hmm what are the possibilities and how can I experience more novelty and how can I have more fun and and that kind of shifting the mindset well, you know, one thing I, I love is it's party time, one of the chapters about celebrations and how you talked about how your mother would make these celebrations and like what a different kind of experience from the person that you just explained. And thank goodness she had you to coach her and help her to see that, you know, it's never too late or too early to enjoy more play in your life. Um, but can you talk about how your mom would do that? I just love Oh my it. gosh. Yeah, my mom has this um in like amazing ability to make an, an occasion or an event or a celebration out of anything. She'll gather together the whole family. I even remember when I, I had braces when I was little. I remember when after I got my braces off, we had a whole celebration, dinner and this and that. Like it was all like a whole celebration. Andrea getting her braces off. <laughs> and so we had so much fun. It's like you can make parties and fun or events at 
out of anything. And you can also contribute to making moments special and micro moments even and big or small. And just like, you know, and so this idea is, is that, and that's playful, that's fun, that's full of joy. And that's really, really, you know, just delving into those things. And yes, you're right. I'm so lucky to have a mother like my mom. And, um, and the idea too, is that if you do have things that happen maybe in your childhood, it's like just looking at them and then, and then of obviously making a case for play and looking at your joy potential and integrating slowly, but surely some more, more and more moments of play to really help um, safeguard your mental health. For sure. Yes. So play adds joy to our life. It helps to relieve stress. It supercharges our learning. It helps us connect to others. It helps us connect to ourselves more. It helps us to spread positivity in the world. There are so many, many benefits to play. It actually makes us more productive. It's pleasurable. We do things just for not because we're going to get an end result with it. We're doing it because it's just fun. It's just joyful. And so learning to kind of delve into the things that might be getting into your way of play is really important. So maybe we want to talk about some of them. Some people, maybe perfectionism, you know, that's one. Uh, maybe you're you, you're afraid you're not going to look perfect or you're waiting for the perfect conditions to play. Um, but there's no time like the present, right, Elaine? No absolutely. Time like the present. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, maybe. you know what? Go ahead. Maybe energy. We have low, I don't have enough energy to play. Um, and that feeling of low energy, but play actually energizes us. It actually lifts our spirits. It kind of, it moves us out of the norm of our day-to-day -day living and it actually helps us and it has the potential to energize us. Right. And the complexity of play, right? Every time you play, it's different. And also every kind of play is different. So it really helps to boost your brain power, as you said. You can get more fit through play. You can even just like, again, exercise those uh, cognitive um, growth and get that more neuroplasticity and neurogenesis to get that brain spark going. It's just wonderful um, to be able to do that. And you know what? Also, I think that to me, one of my favorite things is about how play can be healing as well. You talked about, you know, with post-traumatic growth and even um, we, we talk about um, Norman Cousins who wrote Anatomy of an Illness and he checked himself out of his hospital bed with his doctor's permission and moved into a hotel across the street and surrounded himself with play and humor and friends who were fun. And, and just like he was able to really um, thrive through laughter. And um, he documents that again in his amazing book. He's a scholar, a doctor, and just brilliant Dr. Norman Cousins' Anatomy of an Illness. But I love that. That's one of our fun learning boxes to really make the case that play can really help us heal. Awesome. And there's many ways to do it. So it's like amazing to me. And not to mention, right, if you're going through a challenge or a struggle, like especially back from, you know, in my past, I love someone with an addiction. And play was the one thing like when I stepped out of the the stress and the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction I moved into like 
doing my yoga and going out with that friend that made me laugh. And, you know, it's, it's almost like it took that busy mind that it actually, it helped me reprioritize what matters most. It helped me reset like my, my worth and kind of helped me tap back into feeling a sense of uplift and also hope. It gave me hope for a better future for myself because I had a little, you know, a little playtime, <laughs> so to speak. So that's so powerful, Andrea. And would you want to talk about your sunshine of well-being scale? Oh, yes. Yes. So in our book, we have a whole chapter on investigating your joy potential. Now, because um, so many, so many of us experience joy and play in a very different way that it's so customizable. And so this idea is to investigate, okay, well, where are you right now? Like taking a clear snapshot of where you are and where you'd like to be. And so we created a joy scale. And in the book, we kind of look at like, what does your joy potential look like currently? Like, where are you finding joy? You know, what does play mean to you? Um, what lifts your spirits? All those kind of questions for reflection and how how can you fulfill that you like and add more play experiences into your life? How can you prioritize play? So um, we created this wonderful a joy scale. So you kind of rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. Um, low, you're kind of languishing and where high you're flourishing. And so you can see where you are on the joy scale from one to 10 right now. And then what you do is you integrate some of these amazing play practices and add some joy to your life. And then you'll see how you change on that joy scale. And it's just a wonderful snapshot. So we created the sunshine of well-being quiz as well, which kind of is like the wheel of life. And what it does is it represents um, certain elements of your life, such as mindset and growth thinking and strengths, such as engagement or en enjoyment and flow and fun. Um, you look at elements of health, energy, and vitality. You look at a sense of achievement or goal meeting, uh, or you look at positive relationships and connections or purpose, passion, and meaning. And also looking at you, your self-care, your self-compassion. And so these elements, the acronym is me happy. <laughs> That's how I know it off by heart. So me happy. And it's like, you look at them and you rate them on a scale of one to 10. And then what you do is you can kind of see where you're, you're shining. You color it in on this beautiful sunshine wheel and you can see how bright you're shining in each category. So, you know, so if you notice your enjoyment, flow and fun category is kind of low, your score is low. What happens is you're not shining as bright there. And there's not a judgment. It's just taking a snapshot. It's like, okay, so I here, this is what I'm going to do, or here's the action I'm going to take to help enhance more enjoyment, flow and fun in my life. But the best part about it, Elaine, and you know, this is that when you look at the snapshot of all these elements, it's so neat because you can start seeing your sunshine brighter as you integrate more play into your life. And you can, it's an actual measure of how bright you're, you're shining. Absolutely. And you can refer back to that. You know, it's like the strengths you can keep once you have that awareness, it gives you something to strive for that integration and, and a more balanced life of, you know, play and fun and determination and the things that you mentioned so well and me happy. Yes. 
So I think that um, what I want to ask you, like, what is your absolute hope for this book coming into the world being birthed? And I know that you're, you're really excited to give birth to this book and so proud and you put so much love and attention. It was such an honor working with you and just your mind is so brilliant. Like I have to say, Elaine, like kept putting in, oh, we got to put this in, we got to put this in. And and then she put in these, um, sometimes they were really intellectual things that she wanted to add. I'm like, yes, we need to put that in, but can we put them in fun learning boxes? So we have all these fun learning boxes throughout the whole book. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Like what, what is your big hope for this book moving forward? Oh, I hope people love it. I hope they will recommend it to their friends. And also, I mean, the big picture is to share with people that play really matters. It matters a lot in the world. And I think that as we grow as a society, we can help ourselves and others through play and even help people in the world. Oh, yes. And I love that whole section of where to play from here and how you can be a ripple effect, an exemplar of play. And, um, and given all the benefits of play, it's so important for us to integrate more joy into our lives through developing playful habits. And, and, and I love how we put it happy habits, the happy habits of play, because it really does help us on so many levels, enhance our well being. And we hope that in the book, I know, I hope that one of my main uh, hopes for the book is that we made a case for the power of play. And I hope that people actually block play into their calendars because there's a whole section on habit forming and habit tracking and things like that too, and playfulness of that. And, um, and I hope that people do do that, that they integrate more play into their day and make it a habit. Even if it's micro moments of play, stepping away and going outside and dancing, you know, just outside of the door. Every time I make a rule, every time I let my dog out, I like go out and I take a breath of the fresh air. And then I always say to my dog, go have fun, play. <laughs> and it's just, it's joyful. It is just like little things like that, that can add so much joy and become a habit. It's almost like a ritual. I was just going to say, I love that ritual and rituals of play are really meaningful. And, you know, I, I think one of my favorite parts too, in the book is about play and learning right? So we can learn from kids, right? Kids learn through play. And as adults, it's never too late. And again, or early to play every day. And also, I love that we talk about Marie Montessori and peace, and how you can really promote peace in the world. I mean, what a high, um, high powered goal and not not high powered, but what a loving goal, right? Just that we can really inspire through play. Oh my gosh. Yes. So if there's one final thing that you want to share with all the listeners, what would it be, Elaine? Oh, what would it be? I think that again, I I don't mean to repeat myself, but like to get out there and just like take a moment, take a breath and just prioritize play. As Andrew just said, if you could block it in your calendar and just like experience more joy, make joy play, having fun and lightness in life, a priority if you can. And even though people go through sad moments, we all know that, you know, life can be tough, but like if we look at the flip side, just as we did in positive psychology, where we're looking at things that were very, very negative, there is really, really value and there's meaning and enjoyment through play. 
So true. Yay. What and would you so, say? What would your takeaway be? Oh, yes. I think that that is a big question, but I think my takeaway and what I would want um, people to remember is that life is meant to be fun. And I like the other title we played with is let, let joy be your magnet. And it's almost like joy, like you, that's where you go, right? Follow that joy. And, and, you know, life feels so good. And that, and you know what? Life can be short, right? And life, um, it's fragile and precious. It's magical. So we really want to take those moments to just um, have fun with it. Like, you know, not take ourselves so seriously and to enjoy all those moments, all the connections, all our friends, all our puppies, all our birds. Um, and just I think that that would be my message is that prioritizing play is so powerful and necessary. And it, it, play positively matters. Play positively matters for sure. Yay. Okay. So we have at our website, so it's uh, www.powerofplay.fun. Remember the fun, it's not com, it's .fun, which is fun. Um, and we have a free mini book that's going to be available there. It's the Power of Play Fun Tracker. So if you do have the book, you can track your fun or just get inspired by those wonderful um, opportunities to play. And we have lots of fun things over there on our website. Of course, I will put all our links in the show notes. I will also put Elaine's direct link to her website and my direct link too. And um, we can't thank you enough for listening and be sure to purchase your copy of The Power of Play, Optimize Your Joy Potential, available today. <laughs> Yay, we're <laughs> so excited. You, thank you so much. It's so nice to be with you and your um, your listeners and, and your viewers. Yay. Thank you so much for playing with me. Oh my gosh. It's been my joy <laughs> for sure. Yay. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreaseidel.com where I help people read, write, and publish books. I believe books change lives. So whose life will you touch with your book? If you've been thinking about writing a book or you know, you've know you lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. So until next week, I'm sending hugs.